0: The joker's approach to life like it caused me to kind of ask a lot of questions of like mm-hmm. you know the joker's like you know he burns a pile of money and it's like well what meaning does money really have and like and you know just his whole approach to you know essentially chaos and meaninglessness and all this stuff and then really asking ourselves like well what you know what meaning does life have what mm-hmm. are these deeper things that you know because batman has strong morals, he has this code, and all these things but asking those questions of, like, well, why? Dark Knight's just one of my favorite movies. Um, I think last time we talked about Fellowship of the Ring, kind of how, like, it was um, really just kind of, like, shaped us as writers filmmakers I feel like Dark Knight's another one of those movies that uh, I remember going to see it midnight showing and like just leaving the theater afterwards and like having like no words it's just like this massive thing and it's you know it's I think just even kind of that twist reveal at the end if you haven't seen it by now you've had 12 years <laughs> but just that reveal at the end of you know essentially Batman taking on the blame for everything Harvey Dent's done. And, you know, that Gordon standing there with his son and his son's like, but he didn't do anything wrong. Like, that that's not right. And just leaving the theater with that feeling of, like, no, like, Batman can't do that. And, like, feeling, like, so conflicted and emotionally invested in realizing, like, how much, you know, a superhero movie, which I think up to the point of Dark Knight, hadn't really touched me emotionally like that. And, like, leaving and just you know, I think I was like three in the morning when I got home and just like sitting in bed thinking about it and just realizing how much uh, power that story in that movie had. And then years later, reading the script and just seeing how much of that filmmaking just came directly from the script.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think also it it's not really a superhero movie, like in the sense that we normally think of a superhero yeah. movie. It's more of I don't know. It, it's almost more of like a a, a gangster movie or a like totally. a, almost like I almost want to say like a Scorsese movie. Like, yeah, that's like it's this kind of big kind of epic movie with superheroes in it. Yeah. But it's more about these these ca- characters and like the nitty gritty and the. Yeah. The, no, yeah.
0: It shares a lot more with the departed than it yeah. does with Iron Man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which I think sets it apart and makes it very yeah. distinct yeah no i think because i went back and watched a lot of the movies that kind of inspired christopher nolan like one of them the untouchables Mm -hmm. um there's things in dark knight that feel like they just came straight out of the untouchables and you know just seeing i I think people talk about the dark Knight being one of the first mixed genre superhero movies because it's like superhero is kind of its own genre right but like you're saying it's like it's more of a crime thriller gangster movie with a superhero skin on it and i think uh logan did the same thing you know just a couple years ago where they took kind of that western feel and put the superhero skin on it
1: yeah yeah um one of the things obviously with dark knight we have to talk about the joker you know like (laughs) i think any i feel like out of anything like that's probably what people take away the most from is the joker and like the joker's story and, and the character of the joker which is obviously it's been done a lot of times and there's been a lot of good Jokers but there was something obviously very special about Heath Ledger's Joker.
0: I think that they're saying just electric and magical that Heath Ledger brought to the Joker because when I read the script for The Dark Knight which is, you know, have right here. It's the (laughs) only, I think, physical script for a film that I own. Um, But when I read the script, realizing just how much of the Joker came from Heath Ledger. Mm. Like some of his mannerisms a lot of his even a lot of lines and things like that he throws in there they're not on the page they're things that either Nolan or Heath Ledger came up with on set and uh, I think when you get to read a shooting script for a movie um There's a lot of times that they're, like, so, so different. And I was surprised at how similar Dark Knight was Mm. because, you know, Nolan is so good at envisioning what he wants to make that he got on the page. But at the same time, it was just interesting seeing what the differences were, things in the Joker's performance. Um, Another really big difference is the whole fight scene at the end where uh, he's got his, like, radar, sonar Mm -hmm. view. Um, It's all described in hyper detail in the script, um, but there's no voiceover narration telling Mm. what's going on. They add that later with Fox telling him, hey, this is happening, and this is happening, and this is happening, and it made it much more clear what was going on. Um, And that's something I thought was really interesting and probably something that they solved in the edit of realizing this is confusing confusing, to watch, and let's solve it by having someone telling Batman what's going on
1: yeah that is an interesting difference between like the words on the page and the actual film because there's a lot sometimes things translate well and sometimes things don't translate well yeah but i think whenever you have a script that works as a script it's like the bones are solid yeah you know and like the story is solid and the story is going to work and then you may have to make tweaks as you go into your filming and then editing is like a whole nother you know, it's like you make the film yeah. again when you edit. But yeah. I think having that foundation is super important, which The Dark Knight obviously obviously has. Yeah,
0: and I think watching the movie again after reading the script gave me a new appreciation for the movie because there's, it's such a complicated, complex movie and there's right. so many moving parts and there's this legal thing that has this uh, outcome and so many different implications that I especially didn't understand when I saw it. Uh, when it came out in 2008, that I still didn't necessarily get. Where after reading the script, realizing some of the depth, just even like location headings and realizing, oh, this is mm. this is what this location is, because like they walk into a building, there's bars, you're not quite sure where this is, and they're like, oh, move them to County, and it's like, what? Yeah, it's a <laughs> lot of moving parts. Yeah, it all works as a movie that you watch, but realizing how much more depth and thought there even is after reading the script.
1: Yeah. I think it's also a really good insight into kind of the good versus evil uh, argument and then also pitting Batman, trying to pit Batman against the worst villain that we can. Yeah. So it's like if Batman is pushing for, you know, law and order, he's trying to clean up Gotham, he's trying to keep Gotham safe, the Joker is the absolute polar opposite of that.
0: Yeah. Well, and I feel like in a lot of ways, like the Joker's approach to life Like, it caused me to kind of ask a lot of questions of, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the Joker's, like, you know, he burns a pile of money, and it's, like, well, what meaning does money really have? And, like, and, you know, just his whole approach to, you know, essentially chaos and meaninglessness and all this stuff, and then really asking ourselves, like, well, what, you know, what meaning does life have? What Mm -hmm. are these deeper things that, you know, because Batman has... These strong morals, he has this code and all these things. But asking those questions of like, well, why?
1: Right. Uh, Even like him not killing people, like that's like part of his code. Yeah. And then the Joker, like the whole movie, he's Joker's trying to make him kill him. Yeah. He's like, you know, <laughs> do it, do it. You know, it's like, <laughs> like yeah. that scene on the motorcycle, and they're in the middle of the street, and he's Batman's about to run him over, and then at the last minute, he's like, and he can't do it. Like he can't, he can't kill the Joker. Yeah. So there is like this really interesting tension between the Joker being so evil. But at the same time, Batman doesn't want to cross the line, like yeah. his own line that he's made.
0: Yeah, just on a technical note on the script, it's funny because that was one scene where he's standing there and he's going to hit him on the motorcycle and mm-hmm. decides not to. That was one scene that I was always like, because he like spins and falls off and it's like, what? <laughs> and like when I read the script, it was like, and, a, I, and I didn't notice this when I watched it, but it was like the Joker standing in such a way that there's cars, because he, he like shoots cars and the cars like crash. Mm-hmm. And the idea was that he's standing there and Batman can't turn right or left because it, basically mm-hmm. he's put himself in the one path. So he has to run Go over the Joker him, yeah. or wreck. And I like never put that, uh, understood yeah. that. And then I read the script. I was like, oh, Makes I was, I was sense, just like, yeah. what? <laughs> 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 no, I think one of the most interesting things about Dark Knight, which it probably took me a decade to realize, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, people talk about you're like, oh, the Joker's the star of Dark Knight, like he stole the show. Like, what was Batman even doing? And like, they'll criticize, yeah, um, they'll criticize Christian Bale or Batman, uh, and they'll be like, oh, it's all about the Joker. But um, I don't know if it was an interview with Nolan or something, but I was reading something, and um, basically he's saying that. Christian Bale, Batman, is not the protagonist of the Dark Knight. Hmm. It's Harvey Dent. Cause if you basically it's it's a story about two and like the you know, the Joker talks about this in the monologue where he's hanging at the end of like, you know, an unstoppable force and an immovable wall or something like that. And no it's ball, like you yeah. you have two ideals that don't change and don't compromise, and then you have our protagonist Harvey Dent in the middle and they're both trying to pull him to either side. It's because Bruce Wayne doesn't have a character arc. Joker doesn't have a character arc. Harvey Dent has a character arc. Hmm. And it was like, it completely changed the way I looked at the movie. And because, you know, people be like, what was Nolan doing? Batman didn't have anything to do. It's like, no, because it's, it is Harvey Dent's story and it is all focused on Harvey Dent. Hmm. Cause he'll talk about, it's like Batman had his arc in the first one. He, defined his ideals, he figured out who he was, and now he is this immovable force for good in the dark night.
1: Yeah. Now that's really interesting. I think also with Harvey Dent, too, is like there's that whole even like him being two-faced, like the whole thing is like where do you you know it's like we, we all have a different side that we can go to. He can you can go to the light side, you can go to the dark side. Yeah. Um you can it goes comes back to like the decisions and the choices that did they make. Yeah. And I feel like one of the cool things in the movie is that the situations always push the characters into making the hard choice. It's yeah. like do they do you save yeah, it's like do you do you save this person or do you save this person? And it's like yeah, where's the good answer? It's like so I feel like in the in the film it's always pushing you know, the Joker's always trying to push Harvey Dent and Batman as well to like make these horrible choices and it's like choose 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 yeah
0: yeah no it, it's true it's it has a very dualistic nature of yeah it's harvey or rachel it's yeah. this boat or that boat right it's, yeah it, um i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> no, <it's> good <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah i i i like the story also just the um so obviously the characters and Batman to me, Batman also is, uh, him because like his sacrifice. So like in order yeah. to become, you know, kind of what Gotham needs, he's willing to sacrifice his life basically. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's kind of regardless of what the consequences are. It's like for him, it's like he's doing it for Gotham, and he really wants to save Gotham. And even these people that there's points where it's like these people are not even. Some of them aren't good people, and you're just wondering, like, are these people even worth saving? Yeah, uh, but for him, they are. And there, there's there's a point where it's like there's nobody, there's people that are like need to be saved, and it's like somebody has to step up, somebody has to take the mantle, somebody has to do the things that no one else wants to do. Yeah, and that's where Batman steps
0: in. Yeah, no, I think I I love just the scene with the two boats because you have, you know. A boat full of criminals right. who probably most of whom are pretty bad, and then a boat full of civilians. And, you know, like, I remember sitting in the theater because you have, you know, do you blow up? Which boat <laughs> do you, blow blow up, up? you choose? Yeah. And, like, I remember saying, in the theater, like, you gotta blow up the criminals. Like, there's no other option. And, you know, it's like, because that's like a hard choice. But, um, you know, kind of that whole. Joker versus Batman, clash. It's all about like, are humans worth saving and fighting for, or when it comes down to it, are they all just bad to the core? And you know Mm -hmm. when you have, um, that one convict who with you know all the tattoos and the scars who like takes it, it's like no, he's gonna right, (laughs) but then he just like throws out the window. You have even you know it's like this convict knows it's like. Yes, we could save our lives, but it isn't worth it with other people's lives on the um, at stake, and just kind of showing that inherent value of human life and that inherent mm. value of humans, and you know, kind of that goodness in them. That's like, no, when the chips are down, we have to pull together, even if it means we'll all die anyway. Um, and and yeah, just kind of like. I think that kind of honor at the heart of even these criminals of like, Mm -hmm. no, it's better that we all die together than we take someone else's life. life." Yeah.
1: yeah. Kind of the the value of the human life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of, it's like that's what that conflict is between Batman and the Joker is like, is life and humanity and everything meaningless or Mm -hmm. is there value to it? And, And what's really interesting about the movie is that it kind of like doesn't completely answer it. Yeah, it kind yeah. of plays both sides yeah. because on the one side, <laughs> in essence, Gotham City chooses the value of human life mm-hmm. and, you know, to fight for good. But Harvey doesn't. And I think the movie kind of offers both sides of, like, there is value in humanity. There is goodness in humanity. But you also have evil. And you you it, in a sense, the movie is two-face and yeah. the answer is two-face, <laughs> two-face yeah <laughs> um, there's both yeah
1: um yeah like for me also one of the things that i didn't like about the dark knight was the the very end where they make a point of saying well sometimes the truth like a lie is better than the truth so it's this kind of idea that you know we're gonna lie about who harvey dent was at the end yeah because in order to protect the people from knowing the truth because if they know the truth it's going to hurt their repu- the reputation of the the city and like the police department. It was, like, everything was going to be like yeah. he was going to become people were going to hate him so instead to kind of protect that and protect the people they decide okay well it's, it's better to tell a lie about who he actually was yeah um but i think it's really interesting because in dark knight rises yeah that they actually really take that full circle and because they lied about Harvey Dent, the people didn't trust Anymore. Yeah. And it became a huge problem because of the lie that was told in the Dark Knight.
0: Yeah. No, I same here. I struggled with that for years because I was like, Batman can't do that. Batman can't take the blame. But it seems like it was the right thing to do. Right. But it was like it's all fabricating a lie. And like was I was like, so conflicted, conflicted for yeah. years. Because <laughs> Dark Knight rises in it was four years later that Dark yeah. Knight Rises came out. And when you watched In Essence, basically <laughs> it's like, you know, it would have been better if you for the like, it would have been better for the people to have faith in Batman and to right. keep him as that symbol of hope, than so- trade it out with someone else. Because in that same way, you have uh, Harvey Dent and you have Batman as these two kind of symbols for hope for the city. Right. And you know, you already have Batman, Bruce Wayne, thinking he knows what's right all the time. You know, he hacks everyone's cell phones <laughs> in the entire city. <laughs> invasion of privacy invades (laughs) the privacy um which is interesting because i i don't know if nolan intended this but um that was around the same time it was like shortly after the patriot act Mm -hmm. where you know justifying invasion of people's privacy in order to catch the bigger villain and some reviewers have talked about how essentially nolan was not necessarily commenting on that but using that as kind of like inspiration in you know batman's kind of doing the same thing of like do people give up privacy to have For safety? security yeah yeah um and you know and like fox morgan freeman's like i'm not cool with this but we'll do it this one time and um and just even that the ideas of compromise all throughout the script are so interesting because it's like you know Batman wouldn't kill Joker but at the end of the day he killed Harvey Dent (laughs) (laughs) and he did compromise Hmm. that value and you know even Fox he's like I don't agree with this but I'll do it um and you know just even showing kind of the flawedness in everyone yeah even the symbol Symbol of hope hope. yeah exactly flawed and 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 yeah Dark Knight Rises kind of show even his decision at the end Mm -hmm. turns out to fabricate a a lie Is not the right thing to do and that at the very end the thing that brings gotham together is knowing that batman is their symbol of hope
1: yeah which is brilliant storytelling yeah. yeah and i don't know honestly i don't know if that was thought out beforehand yeah um or if it was the kind of thing where it it came out and then they you know maybe no one realized it uh yeah. i i really don't know but i think having that arc makes it stronger because the dark, it's it it ends so dark in the yeah. dark night. You know, there is this kind of grittiness and this kind of this like I don't know. There's like uh, it was really interesting because it's it's really like hopeless at the end, but at the same time, like the very last shot of like Batman on his motorcycle <laughs> driving out, like that's and the music builds. Yeah, and it's like this is the Dark Knight. It's like oh,
0: and you're just like oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> it's <laughs> so like, good, it's so good. I'm I'm so curious because like you're saying of like what were they planning on doing with that lie and deception and saying, you know, sometimes people need to be lied to and like, you know, what were they planning to do with that? Cause you know, when they wrote it, when they filmed it, Heath Ledger was still alive. Right. And I've like read some different things on what their plan was to do following up the dark Knight, which then they diverted from right. with Heath Ledger's passing. Cause they didn't want to recast and stuff. But, um, what I had read is basically, uh, the third movie the sequel to Dark Knight was going to be about Joker's trial. Mm. And like, it was basically going, so kind of like Dark Knight was a gangster movie in a superhero skin. Um, I think whatever the third one was going to be was going to be more of a courtroom drama in a mm. superhero skin, with, because it's like, how much proof is there that Joker did anything? <laughs> True, yeah, yeah and like and what are they putting him on trial for and then like and then you introduce arkham asylum you know you can have that back in right. and a lot of it is like batman trying to provide the police with the evidence to put joker away mm-hmm. but you know it would have been so interesting and i'm i'm sure that that kind of deception and lie would have played into yeah. what ever yeah. happened in that a known courtroom drama movie <laughs> that I would love to would love see. To see. <laughs> Nolan, if you're listening, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you we'd to see. We'll Can we see the see script me? at yeah. least? Uh, yeah. No, the, there's something about the script. What was it? Oh, well. Maybe it'll come to me. No.
1: <laughs> uh, so do you have a favorite scene in Dark Knight? Is there like a scene that stands mm.
0: out to you the most? Hmm. I think one of the scenes okay. that just when I think of Dark Knight, I think of that scene where Harvey Dent's in the police uh, armored vehicle getting transported to County, wherever that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, and Joker's in the semi truck and Batman's in mm. the tumbler, and like just, there's so many moving parts and there's like, I think there's kind of the Joker theme that like, saw on the violin sound when the scene starts and then there's music at the end where batman's like going towards joker standing there but there's there's just so complex there's so many things that happen and like that entire like 10 minute sequence i don't think there's really any music maybe like Mm. a couple times it's just you're just so invested and you're you're so into everything that's happening and what's also like that's what i think about when i think of the dark knight but what's also crazy is i think that happens like halfway through the movie And there's like a whole second half to the movie. But that's kind of the dividing line where up to that point, Joker's entire motivation has been, I'm going to kill the Batman. And at that point, when he meets Batman, he gets to like, you know, Batman's coming at him and he then wants Batman to kill him. And he's like, the the switch that you see in the Joker is, you know, when he's going to blow up Harvey Dent, who he thinks is Batman in the armored vehicle and then the tumbler shows up and he's like oh Oh, like this is different and suddenly his entire interpretation of batman changes Mm -hmm. just everything changes and it no longer is about i'm going to make a ton of money and teach the mob a lesson and all this stuff and it becomes a in a sense almost like a a weird relationship love story between batman and the joker (laughs) (laughs) no that's a that's a that's a good way to put it but yeah, no, I think Lego Batman kind of like takes
1: that relationship and shows it perfectly. Which was a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that one too. Good movie. <laughs> awesome.